Welcome to Aquifer's Educator Connection Podcast, where expert health professions educators share their tips about using Aquifer's virtual patient cases and resources to enrich learning. I'm Lynn Robbins, your host for this series, where we interview health professions educators about the strategies they use to optimize learning using Aquifer. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Michael Dell, who'll share how he uses Aquifer cases with advanced learners in his resident as teacher curriculum and to orient acting interns to clinical practice. Dr. Dell is professor of pediatrics and vice chair for education at Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine and a pediatrician at Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital. Let's get started. Michael, I've heard you give an excellent presentation on Aquifer's beginnings, specifically how cases came to be so central to its mission. Could you share that bit of background for our audience? The authors for the original HRSA grant used a case example in that initial grant to say, we need a platform by which we can account for some of the geographic and seasonal variability that's affecting our learners and made a cogent argument that this affected quality of care. And you're in agreement that case-based learning is really a valuable way to overcome variability in trainees' clinical experiences and that they can be used to fill in where learning gaps might occur. What do you think makes aquifer cases so powerful? The power of these cases is that they stand alone as learning exercises. And you truly can assign these cases to your students as independent learning exercises for someone who is struggling. It could be a student who's not met one of the learning objectives for your course. It could be that you just have students who have that FOMO. You know, I'm on the pulmonary team and Dr. Dell, I hear my classmates learning about all these cool neurology cases and I feel like I'm missing out on part of my education. I really like the aquifer cases. Can you tell me what cases I could do to catch up with my classmates? So from your perspective, these cases have broad application and benefit for both teachers and learners. I've gone so far as to incorporate this into our resident as teachers curriculum, so I'm addressing two needs with one exercise. When I started doing this, we actually removed certain lectures from our didactic series, and if the content of the case was similar to what had previously been a lecture format, I would take it out of the lecture cycle um, and typically create a noon conference. And so how did you use the aquifer cases in those noon conferences? What teaching formats did you find most effective? Once and only once did I uh, make it an unknown and have the senior resident literally clicking slide by slide. Okay, what do we learn on this page? It was deadly boring. Everyone hated it. Um, And so now it is everybody complete the case the night before and come to this small group discussion ready to discuss the virtual patient you all admitted last night. And I would encourage the senior to run it like rounds with your team of students. If the assignment is to go home and work through a case, what's there left to discuss when you get together again? Students naturally gravitate towards, I want to get the right answer. How does the case turn out? I think many of us as educators might offer that it's the journey, so to speak, that's almost as important or more important than the destination. And so I will encourage my residents and I'll encourage the students when I run the small group discussion section to go back to all of the things in the case that it didn't turn out to be. 
Here's a differential that was pulled out of, I believe, the Kawasaki disease case. Great, you all know how that case ended. How would we have to rewrite this case to make the answer turn out to be measles? Um, how would we have to rewrite it to make it turn out to be scarlet fever instead? And that compare and contrast exercise, as we all know, is a critical part of clinical decision-making and clinical reasoning. Okay, so if I'm understanding you, solving for the single right answer is really just the beginning. And in small groups, you spend your time asking a series of what-if questions. And these are really designed to prompt students to compare and contrast scenarios and learn to think like you, like a clinician. What other things do you tell your residents to do to help trainees develop their clinical thinking skills? Students often think if they took a good history and made a diagnosis, their job is done. We make thousands of decisions every day, and students often see one or two of these questions. Senior residents are amazing at identifying all of the questions that need to be answered today, from preparing for discharge to cohorting patients to treatment options, to doing procedures. So I really emphasize to my senior residents, help your students see these questions. So the cases provide a shared starting point for teaching the skills of diagnosis, critical thinking, and clinical decision-making. How else do you use aquifer cases to prepare learners for the complexity of patient care and treatment? One of the important principles, I think, is norming. If you have a learner who has seen a single case of an illness, they will naturally identify that subconsciously as the typical case of asthma, of appendicitis. And having somebody like a senior resident or faculty member who can say, no, the case you just did is representative of the severe end, the medium end, the mild end. Let's talk about other faces of asthma, other faces of children with UTI. Do all kids with UTI need to be admitted? The case in, the kid in the case was, but not every kid does. When would we send this kid home? What would we send that kid home on? The kid in the case got an ultrasound. Most adults with UTIs don't get ultrasounds. What the, what's the age at which you stop getting ultrasounds on every patient? I'm curious. COVID has presented numerous teaching challenges. Can you give us an example of how you used aquifer cases to help you address a teaching challenge at your institution? For my acting interns who are having a foreshortened rotation, they have three weeks instead of four. And I realized that most of my AIs, when they hit the rotation, spend the first week wandering around somewhat confused, learning the ropes, and now I don't have time for them to do that. So I sat with four, with three residents. We came up with three emergency cases, a respiratory, a cardiovascular, and a neuro case. And then things we think AIs need to know, starting with content, but then practical skills. How do you write fluid orders? How do you write a medication order? Do you have a seizure rescue plan? How do you manage pain? How do you perform an LP? There are communication skills. How do you give sign out? How do you call a consult? How do you give bad news to a family about a concerning diagnosis? And we made this curriculum map so that my three residents ran a, a teaching case once per week over three weeks. The students who are about to start their AI joined by Zoom, and we mapped out that, okay, well, in the neuro emergency, we're also going to run a video about how to do an LP. 
we're going to then pull up our practice environment of the EMR and show them how to write a procedure note for the LP that they just performed. Um, they're going to get consent for the procedure, so they'll go over how you get consent in the hospital. And they took a case that was relatively straightforward, and the students felt like, yep, I got the content. Now I know about kids with seizures. And what they added was all of this sophisticated senior resident level, how do I get stuff done in the hospital? Our, our AIs loved it and hit the floor feeling so much more prepared than any previous group of AIs I've ever had. What are some of the other ways that you use Aquifer case resources with your advanced learners? There are deep dives, sort of the extra credit learning, if you will, all of which comes with references. I absolutely require that all of my teaching seniors do that reading. And if they haven't done reading like the AAP clinical practice guideline on UTIs by the time they're a senior resident, this will be the moment that they dive in and read those guidelines to the point that they could teach it to someone else. I know many of the aquifer cases include questions for further analysis. Have you used those with your residents? And if so, how? There are typically five or six follow-up questions for each of the cases. These go a little further afield. For example, there's a case in which we have a teenager who's pregnant. And one of the questions for further analysis is, do you know what the rules are for emancipated minor in your state? They're not national guidelines. They are state by state. Do you know where to find that information and what is the standard in the state where you're practicing currently? There are medical legal questions. There are epidemiologic questions. There are questions about higher level management. If you know that your residents and even your junior faculty, some of them are just natural born teachers. They don't need this resource. You give them the case and they will come up with 20 great questions on their own. Um, but for the ones that are a little that are struggling and saying, hey, so what, what should I ask? How do I get them talking? None of the students want to say anything. I found that this was a very powerful tool for giving them a jumping off point. And then once the conversation is rolling, they can generally take it from there. Virtually all of my senior residents now will start the coaching session with me by saying, oh, I remember these. I did them five years ago as a student. What has really been validating for me as a longtime member of the PEDS project, over 90% of the allopathic med schools in the country using these cases. Thanks for joining us this week for Aquifer's Educator Connection podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion about how to use Aquifer cases with advanced learners. Show notes from today's episode with additional links and resources are available on aquifer.org. There you can also find information about our podcast series, our Teaching Perspectives and Pearls blog, and our webinar and web shops. You can subscribe and listen to the series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter to keep up with the latest news. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast, tell a colleague and leave us a review. Until next time, be well. The Aquifer Educator Connection Podcast is a product of Aquifer, your trusted source for clinical learning. It is produced and hosted by Lynn Robbins. The show's executive producer is Eileen Olszewski. Audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. The show's artwork was created by Carrie Waters. The theme music, Little Idea, is written and performed by Scott Holmes. For more information, please visit our website, www.aquifer.org.